Florida, home of gorgeous Instagram models, my grandmother, and tons of beautiful beaches. I said beaches, people. You know who else it's home to? One of the coolest casting directors I've had the pleasure of speaking with, Lori Wyman. Lori's casting credits are really impressive. On the TV side, she did casting on the original Miami Vice all the way up to HBO's Ballers and Bloodline on Netflix, not to mention her feature film and commercial credits. She's currently nominated for an Ardios for location casting on the limited series American Crime Story, The Assassination of Gianni Versace. Our talk was inspirational as well as educational, and I think you'll be just as happy to learn about her as I was. This is Obsessed with casting director Lori Wyman. Lori, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Seth. Lori, I have a few questions for you, but first I want to congratulate you for your nomination for Location Casting on the Assassination of Gianni Versace, American Crime Story. It was a great series, and I want to was. how did you get involved? Well, unfortunately, the, the actual shooting happened here in Miami Beach, so they were going to have to shoot it here in Miami. So they actually contacted me. They they found me. They contacted me, and I met with the producer, and he said, yeah, we want you to do it. I said, great. So I didn't have to do too much campaigning for it, but I remember I was actually in Miami Beach, down on South Beach, the day it happened, and I drove by the Versace mansion, all the police cars and the, the yellow crime tape and everything, and... Um, so I remember that day very well. Did you drive by it because you had heard about what happened and you were just wanting to see it for yourself? Or was it an accident you happened to be driving by? I happened to be driving by. Wow. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. And I never go to South Beach, but that particular morning I had an appointment down there. Unbelievable. And the acting in this series was phenomenal. As yes. American Crime Story goes, it's pretty on the nose. Darren Chris especially kind of blew me away. He was very good. He was so wonderful. The casting of Darren, of course, was brilliant. He was a fabulous actor and looked just like Andrew, and it was great. Now, I have some questions because I don't really – I certainly don't know your market out there. You are in uh, South Miami. Is that a distinction from Miami? I'm in South Florida. Oh, South Florida. I call it South Florida. So I'm really not in South Miami. I'm in South Florida – South Florida probably would encompass like the Palm Beaches, Fort Lauderdale area, and the Miami area. But I do casting all over the state of Florida. Did you grow up there? I did. I was born in Miami Beach. Because I I know, at least in Los Angeles, when I talk to casting directors, and I ask them about how they got into casting, you know, some of them fell into it, but, you know, it's around. They knew about casting. But I can't imagine that there was a ton of entertainment work there for you to make the choice of casting. And I looked at your history. I mean, we're talking big projects. Bloodline, Ballers, Burn Notice, movies like Fast 8, Dolphin Tale. And we can trace your casting all the way back to the original Miami Vice. And before that, a talent agent. I'm dying to know how you decided on a career in entertainment and how it worked out so well for you. 
Well, as a little kid, you know, as many of us casting directors, we wanted to be an actress. So I wanted to be a little actress, and I did theater from the time I was little, little. Um, I was also a trained classical pianist, and I was a speech major in college. So I loved performing. That was something that I really, really loved. But I I didn't really have the, I don't know, I, I say the stomach for it. I would get nervous. Even though you could put me up on a stage, I did really, really well. But mm-hmm. just to do it as a career, I, I, I was a little nervous. So I graduated from the University of Miami, and one of the professors happened to be an actress. And she was with one of the, t- the talent agents. She was with the biggest talent agencies down here. At the time, it was called Act One. And she made an announcement in her class that Act One was looking for somebody to do filing and typing. And my brain said, that's my job. <laughs> and that's how I'm going to get into this business. Very cool. And how so long, that's how I started. How long did you stay there? Five years. I loved being an agent. I loved working with the actors. I loved it. Also, back then, South Florida was a smaller market. There were not as many casting directors. So as an agent... We would do a lot of our own castings, so especially commercials. So clients would call us, and we would put people on tape. We would put do do actual castings. You know, bring the actors in, put them on tape, on tape, quote unquote, three quarter inch tapes back then. Yeah. And after five years of working uh, as an agent and calling casting directors and trying really hard to push my actors and knowing my actors were really, really good and they wouldn't see them, I said, you know what? I want more of a hand in the actual casting. So I started working for the casting company that was doing Miami Vice. And one night after a casting session during, I think it was the third season of Miami Vice, I got a, uh, after after casting, I got an invitation from the producer to go out to dinner. Hmm. I think he liked me a little, but he <laughs> took me out for dinner to a very nice restaurant, and he said to me, um, I'd like to hire you directly to work for Miami Vice. Awesome. And how yeah. long were you on Miami Vice for? Well, two two more years because that's all we had. So I was on Vice for a total of four seasons. I I had taken a a little leave of absence from from working here at all. So I wasn't affiliated with it the first season, but I came the second. So the second and third season, I worked with the casting company, and then fourth and fifth, I actually worked in house as the local Florida casting director. You know, that, I think that's such a cool story. So here you are, at, you wanted to be an actress, you ended up working for a talent agency, and then you thought, you know, I'm going to get into casting, and immediately you're casting the number one show at the time on TV. That's pretty big. It was. You, know, you mentioned that you were the, the local casting on Miami Vice. I don't really understand the local casting process. So going back to the assassination of Johnny Versace. I know Bright Daniels did casting in Los Angeles and then you were brought on for uh, Miami. What does the location casting director do that's different from the casting directors in the originating city? Well, I guess one of, I mean, we do the same thing. Mm -hmm. So, but obviously 
the casting director in L.A., Bright Daniels, they cast the the main characters. So when I come to, they, they come to Miami and I'm asked to do the casting here, I am casting all of the roles that will be filmed here. Got it. Only. So there were several reporters. We had a, a whole bunch of day players. Some of the roles worked more than a day, but most of them were just the day players. So as a local casting director, when we do a film or a film type, kind of like what Versace was, um, the bigger roles are almost always brought in from L.A. Mm -hmm. or New York. And then just the roles that are actually going to be filming here are the ones that they want to have me cast. You, you also do a lot of commercials in Florida, from what I understand, and you would not be considered a location casting director. You would just be considered a casting director. Correct. Right, because you're doing everything in that commercial. Doing and, and some other shows I'm doing everything as well. You know, there's depending on the depending on the project and depending on the budget. Um, you know, when, when a when a nice size project comes to town but their budget is a little tighter, they're very um, they're a lot happier to have me look for them in Florida because if they can find a really strong actor in Florida to play a bigger role I'm working on a on a movie right now. It's a good good sized movie. It's a smaller budget, but it's a it's a good mm -hmm. movie. And one of the roles that's a bigger role, um, the director had somebody in mind that he wanted to uh, play that role, a name actor. And in the end, that actor wasn't available, so they quickly, Lori, can you bring in some actors? And they they booked a couple of actors from here, awesome. from South Florida. So that I love when that happens because we do have really, really good actors here, and, and we do like showcasing our talent, as evidenced by Bloodline, which... Yeah, we did. And oh man, Bloodline yeah. had some of the grittiest, amazing actors I've seen. I mean, you can't watch an episode without being drawn into the the mm -hmm. characters. Yes, and I would say the bulk of those were from our little area here in Florida. Well, that's good to hear. I would like to know a little bit more about your talent pool in Florida, actually, because I was unaware that it was so large. I know you guys have. Hollywood, Florida, which is yes. no relation to the entertainment industry necessarily, but I did not know that you had so many work, so many actors who were just ready to go. Oh my gosh, yes. Yes, um, we have, you know, I think what happened back in the Miami Vice days, a lot of people moved here. And then back in 2012, 13, we did a lot of episodic television here. We were doing Burn Notice and The Glades and Magic City and Graceland. And so a lot more people moved in here. We were doing really, really, really well. At one point, I was doing five television series at the same time. Wow. It was incredible. And I actually turned down a sixth television series because wow. it's just, just, just so much you can do, right? Um, so the talent pool in Florida started building up and building up and building up and and then for me as a casting director, I am constantly going to theater and I go to classes, you know, little acting classes and big acting classes and colleges and I, I speak all over the state of Florida. I'm also active on social media and I've got thousands upon thousands of followers on, on the various Instagram, Twitter and Facebook. So I stay in touch with the talent and I know 
who's out there. They always contact me when they come to town. Hey, Lori, I'm in town if you need anything. So I just stay in touch with it. And, uh, yeah, we've had a lot of people have been based out of Florida, and they work all over. You know, obviously, you know, Georgia now is a very big market. I did cast a movie uh, in Georgia that shot completely in Georgia earlier this year. Um, And the bulk of the actors were from Georgia, but there were several from Florida. And a lot of the Florida actors do work in Georgia as well. So a lot of people just keep their home base in Florida and work in Georgia. They go back and forth. I was going to ask you about that, actually, because I do have a lot of Atlanta actor friends who travel to Florida quite a bit for work and Mm -hmm. back and forth. And so my question would be about the local hires out there. When you're shooting or when you're casting something in Florida, do the productions usually prefer a an actual Florida local, or are they okay with a Florida local hire if they live in Atlanta? Or do they just prefer well, not to know? They, um, honestly, they want local hire. Mm-hmm. Depending on, I guess, whether they're going to be getting a tax incentive based on that particular person depends on if they need a local Florida address uh. or not. You know, that's really why. Many, many years ago, actually, I was instrumental in Florida in introducing the local hire concept because when I was doing Miami Vice, there was an actor who actually lived in Tampa, but he came through a Miami talent agent. And I told him, you're going to have to be a local hire, meaning you have to house yourself. You can't, you, we, we can't give you a hotel room. We're not, we're not providing. Oh, yeah, no problem. So the actor, in all his infinite wisdom, booked the role. It worked a week and a half. It worked the whole episode. And after the episode was done filming, he filed a grievance that he wanted reimbursement for hotel, reimbursement for mileage. You're hurting me. You're hurting my heart right now. Not only did, did, am I hurting you, but that actor hurt the chances of me bringing in actors from Central Florida. Because now I thought, well, I can't afford to get stabbed in the back. I'm like, you know, like we were saying yeah. earlier, no, no good deed goes unpunished. Yeah. So um, I had a big conversation with the head of the SAG office down here, who's not with the office anymore. But I said to him, well, he came through a local Miami agent. And if he came through a local Miami agent, well, that's all I, that's what I know. I don't know where he lives. So it kind of morphed, and we now we're accepting if the actor lived in the locale, he would be local, or if he had an agent in the locale, he would be local. Got it. Good. That's a, I think that's a so good So we ruling. gave them an either-or. If your agent is local, you're local, or if you have your house here, you're local. And that worked really, really well. So people would be considered because I had a lot of good friends who were really, really good actors who lived in Orlando and Tampa, and I didn't want to not be able to present them. So where we're at now is we have something that we call, it's not really a technical term, but we call it a modified local hire. Mm. And what a modified local hire is, you're a local hire, but will give you a courtesy hotel room if it's, you know, if you're only working a couple of days. Or we might give you 
mileage. Or usually, though, what an actor really, really needs is a place to stay. Mm-hmm. You know, they can get in their car and they can drive four or five hours from northern Florida, and they're more than happy to do that to work here. But if somebody could just give me a place to stay. So that's what I always strive for, just to get what I call a courtesy hotel from production. And we've been doing that for many, many years. That's really cool that you thought about that. I haven't heard of that before. Yeah. Um, I would like to go to your casting facility now. I was on your, I mean, personally, I would like to go to it, but I'd also like to talk (laughs) about it. You have a pretty large (laughs) facility, it looks like, and it's dedicated to all of your casting. You also offer opportunities for actors to come learn about the audition process, Mm -hmm. which I was just talking to an actress friend of mine last night who's actually a series regular, and we were talking about the importance of learning the difference between auditioning and Mm -hmm. acting on set because they're different beasts. And Mm -hmm. I think there's no better person to learn auditioning from than somebody whose job it is to be in the room. Um, How do actors find you normally to know that you do this? Um, I have a website. It's called theorganicactor.com. So I have two different websites. I have my casting website, lauriewymancasting.com, and then I have theorganicactor.com. And that is my website for actors. I've got all kinds of resources for actors, videos. Um, There's a lot of good information on that website, and I created it really to help actors and um, so people can go on that website and look at the calendar and see what might be coming up. But I actually never intended to teach actors how to audition, but when I was doing Miami Vice, that was earlier on in, in the career here in South Florida, and actors would come in, they had no idea how to audition. Mm-hmm. A lot of them were theater actors, so they knew how to act, but they didn't know how to translate that from acting for the stage or just knowing how to act and how to audition in front of a camera. You know, they would be yelling at me like, you know, they'd be playing to the back the back row right. when they were, you know, just a few feet in front of my camera. And I would work with people literally 10, 15 minutes, boom, they got it. So one day I was working with an actor and I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying I'm, I got paid for it. I mean, it was during the casting process. Mm-hmm. So I would take time and say, try this, a little smaller, a little lower, da, da, da. And one day an actor said to me, this is really very valuable information. Would you teach a class? And I said, oh, no, 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 I don't do that. And he kept it up and he kept it up and he kept it up. And he lived in Tampa. And he said, if I put something together, would you come to Tampa and teach it? So I thought, well, it's not in my backyard. If I fall flat on my face, nobody's going to know. Yeah. <laughs> and and that's, that's really how I went to teach. And um, I loved it. I love you know, I've been casting for a lot of years. I've been casting over 30 years. Mm. I love casting. I still love casting. I still love what I do. I love working with actors. I love... Today, an actress came in to audition for this thing that I'm doing, and I worked with her and worked with her and worked with her and worked with her, and I could see she was getting a little frustrated. I said, don't, don't leave me. Mm. I said, because we're almost there. And then when we were finished, I said to her, that was hard, wasn't it? She goes, oh, my gosh. I said, but you were so close. You know, because she was a theater actress. So, you know, she would raise the eyebrows. She would roll the eyes. I was like, you can't do that. You can't do that. So, um, It is a different art form. It is a different art form. 
And nothing is more satisfying to me that when, than when I get a really good uh, audition out of somebody and, and they book. Yeah. I'm like, yay! You know, I yeah. wonder if part of that comes from the fact that you were a talent agent who was looking for talent, so you were looking to work hand-in-hand hand with actors and then went into casting where you were looking to give them jobs, give the right actor for the role the job. So you're probably coming at it from, listen, everything I do is the actors, so it was natural for you to want to teach them how to get more jobs. Right. And want to keep these personal relationships. Because one of the most important things you've said, I think, to me, I haven't heard any other casting director say this, is that you try to keep in touch with your talent. You keep keep tabs on them. You know where they're at. You know where they're working. They contact you when they're in town. That's a Mm -hmm. really friendly way to go about this business that's such a difficult business it is i've actually called casting directors before you know to, to talk to the casting director and i say hi is so-and-so there and they're very clipped and they're very short and they're very abrupt who's calling you know like that kind yeah. of thing and then when i say it's Lori wyman oh hi Lori. you know and i say wow that's 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 not nice yeah <laughs> because because they probably think that it's an actor, you know? Yeah. And, and um, even actors are people too. They are. But I do have to say, even in the CSA office, when I go to visit Laura, you know, her phone is ringing off the hook from actors or people who want to become actors thinking, right. okay, if I call them, they're going to set me up with an audition. And obviously that's not what the CSA does. No. But I can only imagine how often those calls come in. Do you have someone yeah. just dedicated to answering the phone and being nice? No, no, we're all we're all pretty pretty friendly. I <laughs> I, I shouldn't even tell you this. I have a, a fake name, which I won't tell you what it is. Yeah, don't tell um, Because I don't want to say, you know, I don't want because once they know it's Lori Wyman on the phone, then oh, Lori. So sometimes I I yeah. I'm, I have I have my alter, you remember how Remington Steele <laughs> she was Remington Steele. I have my mm. alter ego, and um, but I still do you put on an accent. Them, no, that one I no. She, I don't put on it, but I do. I have, yeah. I love, I love putting on accents. I love that. I love working with my voice. I really do. But, but it's a very. I find that that actors are, they, they, they're so passionate about what they do, and I love working with people who want something. You should have seen what I was doing this morning. Just this morning, you know, there's a thing. Uh, their videos are called Goal Cast. I've heard of them. them. All right, G O A L C A S T, and they have these just a few minute long videos of people who started off not doing so well and then really made it big. Hmm. Actors, a lot of actors. I I watched Hmm. um, uh, Viola Davis the other day. This morning, I watched Sylvester Stallone. I, you know, these are people who started off you know, with with a lot of adversity and clearly da da they've made it. And I'll bet you I watched forty minutes of oh. those this morning of, of actors. They they singer you know, performers, actors. Ed Sheeran, he's got a great story. Eminem of course has a great story. But there's a lot of actors who I'm interrupting myself, but I tell actors when I speak to them, I say don't listen to anybody else's opinion about you and your acting. 
because everybody's going to have an opinion. Yeah. I said, if I don't like you, that doesn't mean that somebody else isn't going to like you. I said, please don't let anybody discourage you. And then I and I show videos all the time. I show. I say, okay, I do Zoom. You know, I do Zoom meetings. I do online meetings with actors, and and I'll show these videos. And and I say, if they can do it, you can do it. Um, you know, because you just don't know. You are putting in some like real empowerment into your audition classes, which is pretty cool because a lot, yes. so much of audition is. You know, a lot of people use the word rejection, but it's not rejection. It's this isn't your time. This isn't your role. That's I don't think that's rejection because it's coming later. And it's easy for an actor to think they hated me. That sucked. I suck. Oh, yeah. So it's great that you're putting in. No, let, let's realize you're probably pretty amazing. And let's learn more about auditioning. Because you read these stories. About, you know, this actor didn't start acting until he was 40, and this one won an Emmy when she was 80. And, and you know, so I, I'm always telling actors, and I, and I always tell them to stay away from the naysayers. I say, because the naysayers are going to be disguised as your husband, your wife, your boyfriend, girlfriend, your mother, your father, your best friend. And I said, those people, because it just sounds like such a crazy idea that you want to be an actor. Come on. Yeah. And I say, but all actors started in a class, started doing the, the little school play, you know, at, at their elementary school. I mean, actors started somewhere. They didn't go from zero to Oscar. So I said, please. And I've had several big name actors who've gone through my my little class or my, my, my little lectures, my little speeches. I've had a lot of big, big people. And it's always so gratifying. And I stay in touch with them on Facebook, you know. <gasps> Look at you. Look, congratulations. Two of my guys just um, came out in a movie. I think the movie's out. And um, I posted on Facebook. I said, ooh, my boy's from the 305, <laughs> you know. And a couple of my other guys, one one is a series. I don't know if he's a regular now, or is, but he's like a strong recurring on some show. And, you know, because we do have a lot of really good actors that come out of Florida. A lot. We are a good breeding ground for great actors. We really, really are. It's also and a nice place to live. I like being very there. nice. I you mentioned these gold cast videos. Makes me want to talk about Lori's stories. <laughs> I saw that Lori's stories is a video series, I would call it, that you put up on your website. Right. Do you have a Lori's stories about casting on American Crime Story? Yes, I, I, I think I, I could give you a Lori story. So we had a role called Drag Donatella. And what that was was Donatella Versace, and they wanted a male dressed as Donatella Versace. Um, they were at this big party at the Versace mansion, and the idea was that this male was dressed, all dressed up, beautifully dressed as Donatella Versace, and someone would come up to the back of him, tap on his shoulder, but when he turned around, clearly it wasn't her. Mm. So that was going to be, I mean, I brought guys in who were willing to have the makeup done to them, but you know, when you do casting, you really need to show them what they're looking for. Agreed. 
And so then I put the breakdown out everywhere when I say everywhere. And then I took to social media. Because you see, social media, I use it a lot when I do casting. And it's not to go behind the backs of the agents. My goodness, I would much prefer the agents send me, you know, who I'm looking for. But I posted that particular role on Facebook, and I got a lot of great submissions. And this one actor who was in Key West, so Key West is about a five-ish hour drive from where I am up here, he saw it. And he responded to it. And he happened to know a particular agent. He wasn't really with him, but somehow they were connected. So the agent said, I'll get you in. And this guy, to a T, dressed like Donatella Versace. And he wasn't really an actor, per se. Mm -hmm. So then that agent connected him with a coach. And he went to the coach. And he worked with her, and she knew exactly how to form him so that he would know how to audition. He would know what to do when he walked in. He would do- so he had the goods as far as the physicality of it. He physically he was right. He knew how to dress himself appropriately, and then he worked with her to fine tune the audition. So when he came into audition, it was like oh. You know, <laughs> Ta-da! yeah, and and I thought, oh man, we've got it, we've so got it. But you that, knew that, immediately. Yes, but that that was a little tricky. That one was a little tricky. But we 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 had to, you know, pull out every stop. We had to make sure that we left no stone unturned. Um, so oftentimes, and and then we had reporters, and when we had reporters, again, I went out there and I said, I want real reporters. Because if you don't get a real reporter to deliver reporter dialogue, mm-hmm. it's not going to work. Right. So it sounds so different. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And what was really cool is one of the reporters that we got, she was actually the reporter who broke the story when he was originally, when Gianni Versace was shot. No. That, yeah, and she did you she go knew. after her to, or did she have an agent who just happened to see her? She actually had an agent. I knew her. Oh. I knew okay. her. I knew she had an agent and I reached out to her on Facebook and I said you got to make sure that your agent submits to you blah blah blah. And when she came in she was so excited. She said, "Oh my god, Lori, you don't even understand." She was I was there. I was there that day. You know, she was obviously a lot younger, but still mm-hmm. she's still an attractive woman. She's still, you know, a good reporter. And I was really happy. She was thrilled beyond belief that she got booked. That's awesome. So how can actors find you on social media? I'm sure many who are not in your region and many who are in your region would like to be able to follow your career and learn when you're going to be in their area. Okay. So I do. I am on Twitter and that's Lori Wyman Casts, C-A-S-T-S. So Lori Wyman Casts is Twitter. Instagram is Lori Wyman Casting, and Facebook is Lori Wyman Casting. And great. And we still got the organicactor.com if people want to learn about your classes. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Are you going to write a book? I have written one book. Oh. And I'm probably going to read... Uh, write another book. The the book that I have currently out is called The Organic Actor. 
Insiders Secrets to Auditioning for Film and Television. Perfect. You know, I don't think I found that on the website. I was looking for a book because with your experience, I was like, she should put something out there. So that's great to yeah, learn. Yeah, I do. Yeah, the, it should be out there. I'll, I'll have to go check the website because it, it, you can purchase it through the website. I have it as an e-book and I have it as an audio book and I have it as a hard, you know, regular book. My next book, which I... We'll work on one of these days. I shouldn't tell you because, oh, somebody might steal it, but that's okay. Um, <laughs> the sabotage on, on how actors sabotage themselves oh, on auditions. That's going to be a bestseller. It's a big one. Yeah, we talk about that all the time. Oh, I know. I, I get actors, when they walk out of here, I, I laugh to myself and I say, that poor guy is going to get in his car and beat himself up something fierce. Mm-hmm. And, and not necessarily needs to you know they might say something that they thought was really stupid or i'm the king of maybe that. even <laughs> but but you know sometimes you as actors say things that you think are really stupid but they're not or we don't think so mm-hmm. and something that we do which i actually stopped doing years ago i had an actress who called me after an audition not an audition with me after an audition with another casting director called me and was crying hysterically, but crying hysterically. It sounded like, oh, my gosh, somebody must have died. So I said, what's the problem? She had just come from a casting, and in the middle of her audition, the casting director looked at his watch. I said, yeah. (gasps) Well, that meant, through tears, this is what it meant. It meant he didn't like her. It meant she was boring. It meant he wanted her to hurry up. It meant he, he... and I said to her, oh, my gosh, maybe he just wanted to know what time it was. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, yeah. like Freud said, maybe a cigar is just a cigar. Yeah. And um, but from that point forward, I never looked at my watch t- during a casting. And I said to her, because I, I used to look at my watch during castings. What, is, what does that mean? It means that I want to see if I'm running on time. It means that, uh-oh, I've got to pick up my child at school. Let me see if I need to leave yet. It means um, I'm starving, and I know my lunch is at 1 o'clock. Maybe I should have my assistant order lunch for me because we're getting it, – it, it means a 100 things. And it doesn't necessarily mean you're boring. I'm I'm yeah. hating this audition. I want to get out of here. That's a great point because we do, especially as actors, but everybody in life, we assign meetings. We assign yes. the meaning to something that we we think that person is trying to get at without saying it, and that's just our own issues coming out. So that's right. But but so now I have you know I have uh, the time on the computer when I'm when I'm casting and going going into the computer so i'll look up at the computer and then they'll never know i'm looking at the time (laughs) but but that girl scarred me you know because i thought holy cow um what else am i doing that they they, that they're interpreting something fierce you know so somebody somebody's turn to come in I, i excuse me i'll be right back i need to go to the bathroom oh my gosh lord knows what that may what that means to an actor Mm -hmm. so an actor's also sabotage themselves all by themselves. They don't even need me looking at my watch to do it. And I mean, I've had actor, I had an actor come right up to me right in an audition and say to me, I know you hate me. Oh, Oh yes. Right to my face. I said, honestly, I don't know you well enough to hate you. Yeah. But now I'm a little worried. But now that you said that, (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) yeah, but, but I've got a whole bunch of really great, 
great stories of actors who have sabotaged themselves on casting sessions. And um, You've got to write that book. I am going to purchase your book from you, but I would like you to sign it before it ships out. Is that possible? Before it ships out, it normally comes from Amazon, so I don't get a hold of it, but I'll make you a deal. Yeah, what's the deal? I'll send you one right from my office here, and then I can sign it. Yeah, I'm wondering if there's any way you can actually have some in the office, so if people contact you from this podcast and they want to buy one from you, they can get it autographed as well. Because I, I think I speak for a lot of people. The autographed books by the author means a lot to me. I mean, it's like it a, does. Yeah, I know. I, I I do. I value the books that I have autographed. Yes, I do keep. I do keep books in the office, so I can do that. Okay, great. So, guys, if you want to make this deal, obviously it'll cost us a little bit more money for shipping. If you want to get an autographed copy of Lori's book. You can contact her through LoriWymanCasting.com or TheOrganicActor.com, which is probably better. Um, <laughs> I can't wait. And are you coming out for the Ardios? I think I am. I haven't I haven't purchased my plane ticket yet, but I still have a couple months. So, Would you go to New York or to L.A.? No, I would go to L.A. I have a lot of really, really good friends in L.A., and I really don't really have a lot of friends in new york even though we're all on the east coast yeah. here but i find that no, hard to a believe lot of my friends. you're yeah. so lovable <laughs> thanks <laughs> all right Lori, thank you for your time i'm really impressed with your nomination and with the show it was fantastic and i know i will be seeing many more award-winning films and tv shows of yours from your mouth seth <laughs> from your mouth and there we have it another great episode Thanks to our guests for being so generous. Thanks to you for listening and being a part of this community. This has been brought to you by Obsessed.com. Please check it out for fun videos and updates. And don't forget to find something that you're obsessed with. <laughs>